Okay. So, what games have you guys been playing this week? Let's start. Let's start games. Seeing as games to not scare more people away immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I know. I guess I'll start. So, like, I have not really been very excited about a lot of games I've been playing lately. So I actually kind of shied away from pretty much every game. I played Stardew Valley, but uh, I don't really and. Outside of Stardew Valley, just kind of like on my own to chill, the only game I play is Borderlands with you guys. I don't play any games anymore right now. Which is pretty weird, right? (laughs) I I switched over to all my time to just uh, working on game dev. My household's actually converting to Stardew uh, Valley right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like everyone upstairs is playing it and going on Mm -hmm. about it constantly. Yeah, It has become someone's girlfriend game. It, it it is very waifu-y, isn't it? <laughs> no, I mean, no, I, 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 uh, like they're getting for their girlfriend to play with them. Oh, that's also true. More yeah. literally, girlfriend game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I like I said, it's pretty much just do game dev now. I don't uh, most. I don't. I got really burnt out or something. I don't really know. I just don't play video games much lately. I'll probably get back into it if some like new release really catches my eye or something. Hard to say. I think so, you would like Hyper Light Drifter. Probably. I don't know. It's just like... I, I guess it's just kind of like a phase... Like a like a, I don't know, a cycle in my life where I'm just like, you know what? I don't need to be playing video games right now. Hard to say. We'll see. We'll see. So, Wander, do you have any gripes about Hyper Light Drifter yet? Uh, I have several, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, I hate the fact that they're doing the Dark Souls-style, like, no-story story. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was I, cool. Like, with the I, dark, I was cool with the storytelling mainly because it, I, I am I'm fresh off the witness and thinking of like I, I kind of like the idea of of stories that literally don't have words. I I guess yeah. I'm okay with that, but I want more of those like little cutscene things because you know. Uh, so for Andrew and Bird, you guys haven't played this, but you can um you can talk to various NPCs and they'll have little cutscenes that kind of allude to what's happened in the world. I want mm-hmm. more of those because like this kind of great apocalypse happened. And you've got all these survivors, and they're like, you know, this bad thing happened, and now I'm just sitting in this, like, random place. And I want to see, like, more of that just so I can get more drawn into the world. Because I, I feel like I'm skimming the surface of something really cool. And I don't need it to be, like, spoon-fed to me, but I would like more things to, like, get into. You just like something that, that activates sense. your imagination, but doesn't doesn't linger so long as, like, force it on you. They have an interesting approach to storytelling because every time... Because the game has zero words of any kind, period. No Mm. tutorial, no interface with words or anything. Uh, It doesn't even have numbers. It just has a series of dots that fill or empty to to indicate numbers Mm -hmm. for things. And uh, the way they convey story is that there'll be a hint of a speech bubble over somebody's head that's sort of of, uh, semi-opaque. And then if you press a button, like this big, beautifully painted like pixel art portrait thing will show up above their head that orchestrates pieces of a story and sometimes there's like multiple panels to page through that's pretty fascinating it's really really cool looking <laughs> and uh <laughs> and what's interesting is that the uh the game is split into four quadrants as far as i can tell i think that's the whole game probably yes. and uh, they're, there's they're, probably a last quadrant that i haven't thing, been to yeah. that's like the final boss interestingly but... like you start off pretty much well you do a tiny intro and then go into a town and you can go up, down, left, or right into four completely different dungeons right off the bat. And 
specifically the one I went to first, which was to the right, I noticed like there was a huge amount of environmental storytelling just in every little room of the of the place you were walking through, where you would learn about like this society that, that had fallen off. and all these crazy details mm. and what caused the fall of the society and even like the like the horrific things that happened in the process of that and it's like all done completely wordlessly just from looking around and observing things you could easily just not even like pay attention to so like, there's a ton the of cool details in- there the one thing that interested me about it was this apocalypse was like super recent which i hadn't really processed until like i ran across one guy that was talking about being like on a turret and i thought that was really weird because things felt like really normal for the fact that you know the apocalypse wasn't more than like maybe a couple of years before. Mm-hmm. I, think. I have to wonder if that's a uh, economic decision to make as well. Like to have, to have no story or no well, no to, words to only hint at story, and that way you don't have to pay like an actual writer, or you don't have to do it yourself um, if you don't feel confident uh, in your writing well, abilities. Also, in this case, they don't have to pay for like localization. That's a big uh, part of it, yeah. Oh, yeah. You Your game instantly it. works everywhere. Yes. Like Journey. Uh, did you... A uh, bit of a sidestep. <laughs> did, did you hear about the localization issues with Salt and Sanctuary? No. No. Complete complete machine translated. So, like, oh, Google no. Translate. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that word... That, that game does not have a whole lot of words in it, but it has some. It has a lot of words except in it. Except for the... Except for the item and skill descriptions, yeah. which are very wordy. So you try and read them, and you're just like... Oh. oh, yeah. Oh. I'm bringing up Google oh. Translate. I'm going to translate Salt and Sanctuary oh, no. to various languages <laughs> and then translate it back and tell you what we come up with. Just, oh, no. If you think, chat, feel free to get, uh, play along with this idea, too. Like, I will say, so far, I think I prefer the storytelling style of, uh, of Hyperlight Drifter a little bit more than something like, say, some of the Souls games or Salt and Sanctuary, where it's... Those games, in, in some cases, are can can be super wordy, especially if you start going through item descriptions. But no matter how much you read about stuff, a lot of it is so so vague that you literally have to make up a story, and then people yeah. on people on YouTube then make up a story, and then that becomes other people's canon in their head, and then they make, get mad at you for not knowing the story that someone else on the internet made up. But <laughs> like, there's there's so much that's ultimately up to interpretation. Like Vati Vidya makes very convincing videos because he creates a narrative that sounds compelling when he says it. But when you look at the actual clues he often uses, it's often literally like, this thing's in a room next to this thing. They were brothers or whatever the fuck. Like, he'll just make up connections between things that were just adjacent or had the same color armor or something. Or, like, had a vague hint that maybe, like, if you translate this into Japanese, it might hint at a word that is related to this word in a different game. And, like... (laughs) It's often way less tangible than people uh, assume it is, and so I, I kind of like the idea of just being like, "Oh no, here's this society, and here's no, there's no words, and you get what you look at, and that's what you get from it." Because oftentimes that's the best we. It kind of feels like that's the best we have in Souls games anyway, because the descriptions are kind of iffy at times. Hmm. It's definitely nice to see different ways of storytelling rather than just like word vomit. Oh yeah, because there's a lot. Of, we, we play plenty of games that are too oh, yeah. wordy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Divinity is the go to example for us right now because (laughs) that game will talk at you for 15 minutes straight on a regular basis, like like at least once an hour. And oftentimes it's like there was very little was actually said in this very long chunk of time and they just kind of kept talking. By the end of that game, I was letting Keith handle the dialogue so I could go up and like go to the bathroom, get some water, get a snack. Go do something else. 
Yeah, I, I ate dinner on multiple occasions while somebody was talking at poor Keith, and I was just like, I'm okay with this. I'm just here to hit things. I was sl- I w- there was there was specific moments where I was a little jealous because there's individual parts <laughs> like some parts of that story are compelling and everything involving Arhu is pretty nice, but then the whole there's yeah. whole chunks of that t- t- game where it's like they need an editor like real bad. Like I I think the, the same, famous need, they, one was someone needs to talk to these guys in Hideo Kojima about just cutting yes. down their script lengths. <laughs> They'll admit Kojima at least kept it interesting, not you, so much well, Larian. You haven't played five. <laughs> No, I haven't played five, but I've seen five, all the other ones. In five, you will like beat the game and then get like two hours of codec audio yep. to listen to, and it's just like subtitles and audio, and it's just sometimes like literally like a live diary of somebody going through something for twenty minutes, and I'm like, holy mm. fuck, man! Oh, this is oh, a really yeah, problematic the, way to process a story. The Peace Walker style audio logs. Yes, yeah, the game I, I has watched... the game has literally hundreds of those. I, I watched somebody play through Peace Walker whenever it was an audio log episode. I'd be like, all right, I'll see you next episode. <laughs> I have yeah. no interest in these things. There's a bit of a difference. There's a bit of a difference between how the story is told in Metal Gear Solid 3 and Metal Gear Solid 5, basically. Because <laughs> 3 yeah. was him being batshit crazy, but fun. And 5 yes. has some really cool stuff in it, but also a lot of really long-winded versions of cool stuff. <laughs> Like when you get when you summarize it, like oh that was a cool little audio log, except that little audio log was twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is something to be said about giving like Kojima took advantage of everything that he had given to him. So like when the PS three gave him the opportunity to make bigger and longer things, he was just like I'm going to do that. Yeah, it's like I'm just going to make things even longer, and it's like Kojima, stop! Just because you have that space doesn't mean you have to abuse it. <laughs> yeah. I. That was, I guess, it was a, an asset-heavy game because the PS3 would have been Metal Gear Solid 4, which I think might have been the. Sh- I don't actually know how the lengths work out, but it might have been one of the shorter Metal Gear Solids. But it had 90-minute cutscenes, and yes, um, most uh, importantly, like you cut, a, if you every few minutes you, you were in a completely the, different country. <laughs> if you cut out the uh, the actual um, cutscenes, like all of them. You get, Metal Gear you get Solid one, 4 is the shortest. By you far. get one radioactive hallway. How how short is it? <laughs> Um, I want to say it's two thirds as long as Danny DeVito. like. I've heard that it's two? like five Danny DeVito hours height. Or something is that how like you that. measure things? Yes, <laughs> one DeVito. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, well, but I guess it's about 0.8 DeVitos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's just DeVito terrible. The shoulders. Terrible. <laughs> Just awful. <laughs> I'm just uh, imagining, like, when you get to trigonometry, trying to do trigonometry with DeVito's. Did you guys hear about when uh, there was, like, a petition, I think, to try to get Pikachu to be voiced by Danny DeVito? Yes. Because that's fantastic. <laughs> they it was, uh, yeah, the Detective Pikachu. Yeah, where he's, where he's a fully voiced, like, with full dialogue character. They wanted oh, him to be geez. Danny DeVito for the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that would actually be really fun, though. Like, it if they made, like... Fun. Uh, like a DLC, I would totally pay fifteen bucks to have like a hard-boiled Pikachu instead of like standard Pikachu. <laughs> like grizzly, like like he hasn't shaved in like three days. Pikachu, what does that even Smoking mean? Yeah. Wait, wait, what, what, what do you mean Pikachu hasn't shaved? He's <laughs> literally covered in fur. Like, he still would no, have no, a beard. Like, it would be shaggy. weird. Yeah, you, know, you know how like dogs start to look really fuzzy if you haven't like shaved them or brushed them properly. Mm-hmm. That's called mange. Pikachu, yeah, Pikachu just looks like scraggly, like he looks like he's a wild animal. Oh no! Yeah. 
Like, even if it wasn't a hard-boiled, it'd just be nice to have a uh, juxtaposition in the voice, kind of like in Nino Cooney, where they have, like, the super Welsh guy as the sidekick character. Like, it's just a nice contrast for what would otherwise be a... Contrast with what? Cloyingly, (laughs) unsatisfying, irritating character normally. I'm just picturing, like, a a world of normal Pokemon, but Danny DeVito is still voicing Pikachu. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot... And, Ash is still, like, all upbeat, like, yeah! Yeah, it's like, what is, like, (laughs) Pika-Pi? It would honestly be a lot like what the voice happened, what how the voice was for Meowth in the first place. That's a really good point. Yeah, I suddenly feel a lot dumber. He looked, he was like a really sleazy sounding character in the middle of this kids show. Well, yeah, I'm also just thinking of like Hercules with uh, what's his face? The Meowth learned English because he wanted to bone a chick. No, that's not true. That's That's canon in the cartoon. He was, no, trying to he, wanted Im- to be... he was trying to impress, like, another Meowth or something, wasn't she? Wasn't he? Oh, you're oh. right. No, he, he wasn't was... trying to bag a it human wasn't... chick. He was trying to yeah, bag no, another yeah. Meowth. Well, no. I'm not <laughs> saying... Yeah, you have yeah, yeah, to clarify. That's, just, that's too far. Excuse me, like, Dan yeah. Vito. Like, we all like Jesse. I mean... <laughs> no. Damn. Did they Isn't ever she, like, a... 14 or something? Did we ever get an explanation for their appearance? Jesse's, like, in her 20s. Is she wearing a black shirt under her top? Is that the canon? Yeah, that's a really good question. Because that can't be yeah, a shadow she wears, at some point, right? They, no, they they wear a black shirt, so it's like a white. It's a okay. uniform that has like that's a, what a I was black wondering. undershirt. Yeah, I, I was hoping I it, it was just like an uh, 1800s style like bodice yeah. piece or something. If, if if you read the manga, they show them in like different outfits and like. So she looks like Zero Suit Samus or something. Not fully prepared. I uh, I mean it's just like a basic like uh, spandexy thing. I think. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's also Pokemon, so it's just this black mass instead of, like, yeah, what Zero Suit Samus is, which is honestly kind of perturbing after a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Perturbing? <laughs> really? I don't know. I don't just, like it when it characters are, like... It was blue spandex, like, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, like, blue spandex, but, like, the sh- no matter what, the shines are always in the most opportune locations. Oh. Well, it's, it's gotta well, be. Well, she's gotta have boob polish. <sighs> I mean... So look, Nintendo Nintendo doesn't have a lot of sexy characters that they get to show off. So yeah, I assume none of you guys have seen the uh, the 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 shine. Is this is this Wander about to break into the boob conversation? Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Uh, I assume none of you guys have looked at all at the Knights of Azure game that I uh, picked up earlier this week. I have no idea what you just said. You know, character. It, it's a it's a JRPG. It came out on Tuesday. Oh, um, I picked it up out of that? idle curiosity because you know I've been having a good time with JRPGs lately. So I figured, yeah, mm-hmm. what's another one? So Knights this of one, Azure. Yes, uh, you can look it up. And, and, and like in this one, as in like not daytime. Yeah. Um. But so I was I, I picked it up. It's like female protagonist, but she's running around like beating up demons and stuff. It's like okay, so it's like kind of bayonetta, but like. You know, obviously lower budget, whatever. This is, I mean, I guess, but like it really just plays like a bad visual novel or anime. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, I go through the, like the first two or three episodes, and I don't level up. There's no experience meter for the main character, and I'm like, all right, you know, what's the deal? Do I just go through the game without leveling up, even though effectively I'm like glorified Pokemon are? Uh, you know, I kind of want to understand, you know, how to level up, and then I get a cutscene, and it's like, I. Uh, you, you're in a dream, and it's, it's this, like, kind of ethereal, ruined place. And they're like, you know, you can use blood to, you know, empower yourself. And I'm like, ooh, I finally get to level up. 
But first, you must change into the appropriate attire. Bing, bang, boom, uh-huh. something you're wearing, like, it, the tightest, yeah. like, I just, I just minimalistic on underwear. I clicked on your video <laughs> and skipped ahead to a random frame and paused. Did There's you find it? There's a girl it? with white hair standing virtually yep. naked. She's got, a, yep. she's got, like, a thong on. And she has like a uh, in, she has a top that looks like an upside down V that goes over the tops of her breasts, and there's one horizontal line of ripped cloth that goes perfectly across the middle to hold the two sides of the V together. Unreal. Yes. So she basically and, she's, uh, she's wearing a giant A. Basically, can you bring up the screenshot yeah. of this? Like this is. Uh, would you be able to just, find one or what? You can just send him the the still from the the point in the game if you just copy from YouTube. What's the name uh, of this game? Azure Dreams or something? Legend yeah, of Azure? Yeah. Knights of Azura? What was it Let called? Let me see if it, Knights it's of Azure. Knights of... It's Knights A-Z-U-R-E. Oh, here we go. I got it. I got the image. That sure happened. Let me copy image address. Those are clothes for a human to wear. Okay, it's in TeamSpeak. Well, right. no. Open Actually, it's like... Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, so... I have to sit here. I'll throw it in chat. Those are, oh God, you got a better image in chat. You had a better image because um, it's like a sideways. Can like, only th- you, you can see every single element of her breast in, th- in profile. Yes. <laughs> I can only think of Disgaea characters. Oh, trust me. This is worse than Disgaea characters. At least they oh, try so and be semi-reasonable. Characters. Yeah. So imagine if you have to see this character in an outfit every time you level up. And then immediately after leveling up, you have a maybe like a five, ten minute conversation about like the backstory and like personal decisions and stuff. And she's wearing that the whole time? (laughs) Wearing that the whole time. But the thing is, this game has very robust breast physics. So whenever she nods or moves her hands or anything, those go up and down a lot. What's the word for that? There's a specific word I learned earlier for for that. (laughs) No, I'm not going to say breast exaggerations. There we go. Um (laughs) Uh, oh bye. Uh but uh so so I'm like, you know, going through it and you know that her normal outfit is fine. You know, it's just kind of like a tabard tight shirt, but it doesn't look terrible. The supporting female character is super busty, but whatever, I'm used to it. And then I get to this segment, I'm just like Oh. Oh no. I guess this I, is called game. I guess axing. we're here now. I can't help but think that like, yeah. like Bayonetta's yeah. costume's less explicit and she literally strips naked. Yes. What like, is this the name? Makes more, more uncomfortable than anything Bayonetta does. Yeah. Oh man, Damn, I'm also, trying like, to remember the name of that game. Bayonetta. Um, the way they write Bayonetta and like design Bayonetta, it doesn't feel super awkward because it's just like, all right, this is just how it is. This just felt random. It's like, all right, so time we just for the need fan an excuse. Service minute. Yeah, we need an excuse to have her not wear anything constantly, with no explanation really why. This well, is supposed to be, like, traditional garb for yeah, rituals. With Bayonetta, you just kind like, of accept it because she's so ridiculously badass at every second yeah. that you don't really question that what she looks like for a moment. And it's, it's yeah, just kind of weird. this one, she's, like, kind of an awkward girl half the time. Yeah. You said you're thinking think of a game, Andrew. The... Are you thinking of Anachambara? No. No? Um... Well, the thing is that this kind of reflects a greater trend in a lot of things right now. Because um, economically... Times have been really tough for the past like couple of years, and so <laughs> times have been tough. Times have been tough, girl. We can't I mean, afford especially clothes, especially for the anime industry, though. So like we've seen like well, a pretty big doubling down on like this sort of very explicit type of fan servicey appealing. I feel stuff. like JRPGs have been uh, dropping in budget since the early two thousands, late nineties. 
or at yeah. least like the quality has kind of gone down. Like I was, I was playing earlier, and I was like, "Man, I just want to go play Golden Sun." Like that shit was good. Yeah, and I had like zero complaints about it. And now, like, I'm playing Digimon Cyber Sleuth, which is barely an RPG in a lot of ways. Poof, what the hell is this? And everyone, everyone is... in Golden Sun dressed like a human and acted like a True. human. True. You did yeah. not answer my question, though. Well, what did Ch- you just link? I, I, I sent oh, a, a link in the chat of the protagonist of Onichanbara, a bikini wow. samurai squad. <laughs> I, play, I, played the, oh I played the sequel of that, by the way. They're games where you, you know, draw a sword, you draw a katana... You obliterate a bunch of zombies and get cu- and get your naked body covered in blood. You know, they- I think in terms of just like surface area, she's be- better clothed than the. Uh, oh yeah, the that leg is like eighty percent clothed. Yeah, which is more clothed than clothed. It- yeah, there's a character in Near where their entire character has less clothes than her leg. So at least there's that. <sighs> Oh, wait. Uh, let me see if I can find the other <laughs> thing about... Dude, uh, so dude just, just do just, wait. You haven't seen anything yet from Oni One Chambara. more thing to mention about the Knights of Azure game before we move on. She transforms into, like, demon modes. And her primary one just has massive spike tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, like, are, they con- are they conical? Or, like, what makes them spiky? So, she's got breasts, and then she's got, like, kind of these, like... It's like a bikini-ish thing made out of chitin or something. And then, right where the nipples would be, it's like two fingers, but, like, they're spiky. Just sticking right where the nipples would be. And they're not long, like, six inches plus. Going by proportion. So it's just like, I guess I'm spiked it now. Gotcha. I was wrong. Near Woman actually does have a weirdly fully clothed leg also. (laughs) That was the game. Near was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Which she, is actually a good like, game, by the way. It, okay, it's a fine game. It's just like she wore like the stupidest costume ever. <laughs> there's what, a girl. there's the uh, there's spike tits for you. Because near is just too. a spinoff of a oh. Draken Guard. <laughs> Those are actually just giant wow. like talons sticking out of her breast holes. Yes. Would, that is she breastfeeding magma babies? <laughs> uh, like, I don't know what to say. Like magma slugs or something we we got to this topic fast <laughs> i you know what sometimes uh, you just got to go the way of the boobs sometimes yeah, i'm sometimes gonna get this on my what face playing cam. nowadays video so games Keith, and boobs i mean that's the coof cast right there oh, if you want to include this in the uh, i'm, the already, I'm right clicking and saving all these images for the for editing okay, later <laughs> my, my face cam has become spike yes, tits for, for a second for research purposes <laughs> that's that's what all good things start out as so research the purposes. last thing about this yes. is uh, Shell's been Call watching the series. Oh, and how's that it. been going for you? She, she said, at least the main character seems just as uncomfortable with this as you are. Like, <laughs> hey, that's a yeah. perfectly... Yeah. That's how I felt about Space Patrol Luluko. That, the show I that Andrew decided that. that I we did should not watch. watch. Well, it, it's, it's good. I like it. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I, it's. I think it's funny. It's amazing. <laughs> Do we want to move the, to the... I love the like the police captain's amazing. Like the moment she shows up, he's just like, "You're under arrest." Like, eh? She's like, "I didn't do anything." He's like, "Then you're un- you're not under arrest." And it's like, "Oh, that's great. It's so great." It was a show. Where did you want to move to? That happened. Uh, I was. I was gonna say. It's, uh, did we want to discuss Boko no Hero or Nah? Uh, we we should we probably could... talk about the animes. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. We've okay. already moved on to boobs at this point. We can get to games later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we, it was... I don't know if there's a recovery from that. There were there yeah. were game boobs. It happened. Yeah. 
It's a good segue, I think. Yeah. So, uh, I watched Boken, you know, Hero earlier today, and I liked it. Did we yeah. all watch it earlier today? Oh, yeah. Well, it yes. came out today. Like, oh. first episode came well, out a couple hours ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. I liked it a lot, actually. And, and, uh, and yeah. Wanderer signed it as homework, like, five minutes before we started doing the podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, I really enjoyed it. I think that the animation quality was above average, and... Yeah. Um, well, I it's mean, it Bones. Wasn't, yeah. Uh, these Is are the bones? same people that did... Yeah, it's Bones. It's the same people that did One Punch Man. Yeah. So... So definitely oh, this is like the best average. of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the the premise was uh, it was it was interesting. I liked the dichotomy of the like underpowered hero in this like universe that he's occupying, um, and it was it was very colorful too. Like yeah. it was just really really nice looking. I, I liked the sheer amount of, like, character density. Anytime he was, yeah. like, anywhere, there's, like, a bunch of people. Like, the old man he was standing next to with the dumb mm-hmm. head things. Like, there were but, other characters like him in the background that I just was distracted mm-hmm. by. To, to contrast that experience with, like, One Punch Man, I do feel like I actually really enjoyed and was interested in the stories of a lot of these other, like, heroes and characters. Um, yeah. As opposed to, like, with One Punch Man, where it was like, yeah, okay, there's a bunch of S-classes of them felt that like I jokes. don't care about at all. Yeah. So I'm very yeah, happy it, with it. Um, hmm. So, so far, but I think I have I know the that Andrew was of not... every statement so far. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's fine. Okay. Let us hear your gripes. Okay, so I... I thought there wasn't even a hint of a single, like, character or personality in the entire episode. So, like, there was just nothing to cling on as someone who likes characters in fiction to be... Like, it was mm-hmm. just a bunch of, like... It was just plot point, plot yeah. point, plot point, exposition, exposition. Like, we have to establish 17 things at once. This char- this 20-minute uh, episode that has, like, it 50 characters. Yeah. And it was just yeah. so dense to the well, point where, like, there's no breathing room and the character won't stop honestly, screaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Reading the manga, it actually follows along very closely, um, and the first couple chapters are fast because they're all of those like heroes that you ran into in the first episode. Because you know, for people that haven't seen or read it, um, uh, effectively, you know, they see crimes happen, heroes come out of the woodwork to save people, and they're all kind of interesting heroes. But you don't get enough time to get to know them. Uh, the like actual characters don't show up until about chapter five. Mm. or six and then you have this like really robust supporting cast but before then it's mostly just origin stories for uh midoriya midora midoriya uh just call him deku and then yeah well it's just so much easier nobody's gonna understand deku like burden burden keith don't get that because he hasn't been named deku yet so the only only word for me is zelda thing zelda yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. well that's that's (laughs) <laughs> that is actually a perfect reference for it because that's why he's called that more or less because it's like, oh, interesting. Yeah, I think he's it's, called Sprout or something like the direct translation. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I haven't really caught any um, video game references in animes outside of like it's, you know, it's Pokemon not, or something. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's just the word Deku. Like Deku means uh-huh. Sprout, so it's not a yeah, video game okay. reference. Um, and I, I could actually Zelda's hear the really lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Byakuya, uh, who's also an important character, um, he called him Deku a couple of times. And I'm like, no, translate it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So but, like I, had, I had a bad first impression, like the moment the show started, because of the shark man that they were fighting. Like the very oh, first yeah. scene is like this big weird. bad guy. Just because, yeah. Yeah. like, I'm kind of my exposure to a lot of comic stuff lately and superhero things has been, frankly, it's been like stuff that's been shared on Imgur and things like that of like these little moments of like, oh, that's like a cool moment of like this powerful character showing that he's actually like. It's not about superpowers, but also like being a great human being is why these people are heroes in the first place, and like those 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 cool moments of like uh, Superman like talking somebody down keep, from the ledge and being patient with them all day or keep the watching then because that's actually like one of the core points of this entire series. Yeah, yeah. and then you have, and like, you have like the Flash, like he, his he had one of his big villains escapes from the insane asylum and he like he's like he he like gets into him in the bar. He's like he, t- he has the other heroes like help stay back because he knows how to handle him and he has a polite little conversation with him and get and gets him to turn himself in and everything and resolves everything peacefully. Meanwhile, Sharkman here, uh, the backstory they give you is that he st- stole a purse or something and got cornered and panicked, and he's clearly standing on top of, uh, like, this overpass where he's pretty separated from all humans nearby, and he's just, he's turning in circles over and over again, just panicking and looking around, and I'm like, this should be sure a nice moment for someone to be a hero, and instead of being heroes, there's, like, tree bark man's like, you are the embodiment of all of evil, and, and like, they, like, (laughs) they they drop kick him off the building, and... I'm it, like this is it was not a little over dramatic. Cool. I will grant. <laughs> I'm like but, I'm like immediately the heroes seem like shitty people, and then the next scene is like, oh look, more people being shitty, and like literally every character in the entire episode is a shitty human being, and the yeah. f- central heat person is this green haired kid who has zero personality because they won't let him be a human for two seconds because like he over emotes in both super dramatic neg- uh, super dramatic sad ways the, and super hyper actor, ha- 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 yeah. like active ways that his face is never drawn like by the bible you know what i mean like a character has like okay. a, like a show has a bite actress have... definitely overdid well like, you're, you're going to have to get a little used to his face like his face is never going to be normal yeah then he doesn't have a design for a face he just well, has like a series no. of generic anime emotions so um the the artist that does Boku no Hero is it artist and author or is it like are they two people Andrew do you know like is it written uh, by somebody and drawn from somebody else or I is don't, it I don't believe it's done by two people I think okay, it's done yeah. by one guy so the guy that made Boku no Hero is super famous yeah, for he his like story faces and mm. like the kind of ridiculous expressions that people come up with so it you might of, actually it have kind of to feel like someone's trying to Aaron Hansen for weird. half an hour straight yeah. But what he if his face looked down, funny though. this way? And what if it looked funny this way? And now it looks funny this way? And then, like, there's a... There's often, like, a two-second transition between, like, super hyper, like, his his little, like, head-banging and, like, freaking out because he's his hero. And then two seconds later, the saddest music's playing as we have, like, what looks like the Edward scene from Full Metal Alchemist with the Chimera. And I'm like, you can't you can't just try to be sad now. Like, <laughs> like the game goes... Yeah. Like, it literally does a string section playing dramatic sad music. And I'm like, is... This doesn't seem like it's supposed to be a parody. It just seems tone deaf. It, you can, it's uh, here's the problem: is that like the when it comes out, it comes out as like a monthly, so there's like a good amount of like forty, like forty pages. Wait, Boku for, no Hero? No, it's it's weekly, or it's it's weekly. It's every Friday. But, um, yeah, it's every Friday. That's my bad. Um, yeah. I'm thinking of uh, what's it called? The chapters. The way they break up the chapters. 
yeah are uh are like the chapters are pretty big like when they put them in the volumes the chapters are really long uh versus just like um like one piece for instance is a chapter is just like the 18 pages they do every week um but in boku no hero or in boku no hero it's like the chapters are a little bit longer and so the problem is like they don't have the time to convert like 20 some odd pages into like 20 into like 30 minutes because like it what's going on in Boku no Hero is like a lot of it like the pacing in the manga is so fast that uh that the anime is actually slowing itself down on purpose. Like a lot of scenes are slowed down yeah. because the, it's an anime. I if I remember right the anime doesn't even cover the first chapter on the manga, which actually surprised me a lot cuz usually the anime goes a hell of a lot faster. So this is supposed to be going yeah. slower than the manga? Yeah, this is going yes. slower than the manga. Because it seems the like manga it's breakneck speed. Really fast. Then. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it does move a lot faster. Like, they don't dwindle on a lot of stuff like the anime does. Um, mm. uh, like, like a very, they barely spent yeah. any time on the whole, like, him being disappointed by not having a quirk. Uh, yeah. Like, I, huh. I, I'm. That's I'm scrolling like the down central and, conflict of that character. I think this entire like, episode, they, I think the pilot should have had literally zero backstory. I think uh, this is not the way you can sell, sell I, a pilot, though. I, I, I think this is a bad important. time to do flashbacks. Because I think it but kills like, any momentum the episode has, and you don't get to spend any time with the character okay. first to have a reason to care about his flashbacks. So, so for, for, for frame of reference, the scene where he's first shown watching the video, being really excited about All Might. Page 1, 2, then he finds out he doesn't have a quirk halfway through page 2. Uh, so... Then it's him being disappointed, finding out about the extra joint of the pinky toe thing. It took four pages for him to find out he doesn't have a quirk. Maybe five. Uh, it took. So you find what? that out in about like 30 seconds of reading then? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas, in the, whereas in the anime, it took, oh, five, minutes. seven minutes. Yeah. I mean, there was, a lot, there was a lot more to that episode, but it lingered there yeah. specifically more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Wow. But it really does follow it pretty well, though. Like, I, I'm scrolling down, and there's a lot of action scenes that, like, are one-for-one one in the uh, anime, which impresses That's me. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, the only thing they're good at, though, is, like, just the action scenes. Um, uh, like, I it, really it does... liked the scene where he was, like, excited for the video and just, like, bouncing around his little kid. That was really, that was really adorable. It makes mm-hmm. for a good gif, but, like, it just, it takes so long. It's, like, yeah. they're taking so much time with this one thing, and it's, like, guys, just hurry the fuck up. And I, I get why they're doing it. Like, they're specifically doing this because, like, the next episode has, like, a lot of shit that's going to go down. Mm. And yeah. it's, like, it would be kind of hard to cut it into two pieces. But Oh, yeah, there, there's no way they could have... Well, they could have, but it would have felt super rushed. Yeah, it would have felt really weird if they had cut it in the middle. Because uh, that would have really killed momentum. But, yes. Um, but it's just, I don't know, like... Uh, it's funny. One of the uh, one of the weird complaints that I do have is uh, I'm kind of upset that the mom is skinny. Yeah, she was chubbyish in the. Yeah, uh, she's chubby in the manga. I was really just, upset yeah, that they like. Her yeah, they, they made her like, generic they, uh, anime mom. Anime mom instead of. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of just. That's actually pretty disappointing. She I was, was kind of upset about human that. sardine. I mean, a human I was saltine. Just like, I was like, <laughs> come on, go. guys. Like, that's <laughs> <Human> sardine. <laughs> It's really like just the most bland thing in the salty. world, is what I meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just that. Uh, there, are another thing, there are a couple other things that are kind of just... Um, that do take a little bit too long. 
mm. to to go through. For me, what's, and, what's really uh, rough is that I, I cling to characters and development of characters, and this is an entire pilot where the protagonist never really even holds a single conversation. Yeah, it it gets it gets a lot better. Uh, like he spectates Boku a Nuhiro, fight, he gets bullied. He has a backstory where doctors yeah. say he's doomed or whatever. Or, I mean, that he doesn't get to have a power. He's doomed, and, <laughs> and then he gets like tentacle raped by a goo monster, and then yeah, that was ra- weird. And then dragged around <laughs> by a hero where he all of the actual words are only his internal monologue of how nervous he is or whatever. And then the episode ends. Yeah, and that's the whole uh, episode. It and gets the, a lot I don't better. Know, and... I don't know my protagonist of a show. Yeah. Uh, so. For for frame of reference, uh, by like whatever the mo- current chapter is eighty something, all of the supporting characters are fleshed out and interesting to some degree or another, which I've only really ever seen in like One Piece. I think. Mm. Kinda. Uh, I, there's a lot of them. They, I mean, they try they, in One Piece at least, but like most animes don't have very interesting characters after a while. Well, like most animes also have been going on for like ten years. So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, One Piece has had ten years to develop characters, which isn't saying much, given like, that the only will, characters... They will introduce a character and fairly quickly either make, like, establish them as kind of an interesting person. Uh, he's done it a lot more before the two-year time skip. He really fucked up since then. Like, every character's just been kind of like a copy-paste of a character that previously existed, but with just a little bit, like, some different kind of tragic thing behind them. And it's, but it's like, I mean, he's been, for most, like, half the cast don't have parents, because they all die. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, That's he's not, point. yeah, he's not, it's not like he's, like, a genius at character fleshing out, he just puts, a, like, he just has this list of tropes that he can go through to make them flesh out faster. He went, yeah, to, the, he he went just, to the Disney school of flawed characters where no one can have a family. It's, <laughs> at least it's anime not is like that, though. <laughs> in, in anime, it's, like, super bad about it. Like, anime always kills off one or the other parent. And, oh, yeah. uh, and then you never really get to see them at all anyways because they're not important. It's not about the parents. Parents are, mm-hmm. like, adults. Who cares? It's about the kid being cool. It's like, okay. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking but, about that now. It's like Bleach. I don't think, except for the one dad, I don't think I've seen any <laughs> other parents. Uh, no, Naruto, you, don't, you don't even see, like, they, they mentioned that, uh, uh, what's-her-face, Anahara has, like, a sister or something, but you, like, never see it. Yeah. And um, I was like, okay. Yeah, and I think she had a brother who died. society are just, like, random souls that get adopted or something into families, so it's just like, okay. Yeah, um, like it. Yeah, Japan doesn't want to deal with parents in anime. Like it's, it's not. Hard. I feel like I feel like that's part of the fantasy, just because of the target audience, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of the yeah, audience yeah, is teenagers, age, and they hate their parents to, a lot, yep. to some extent. And so yeah. having a bunch of shows it's, that are basically about seventeen-year-olds that where the parents never come into the picture is just like the go-to power fantasy. Yep, it's also hard to have like a a story, like any story with. A responsible like parent parental figure like uh, no we're discussing you do half the shit <laughs> yeah, yeah we were discussing pokemon earlier sort of like, with goku's the, uh, a terrible dad let's be honest he's awful <laughs> i was watching dragon ball super that i was trying to watch the first episode of that on uh, i just couldn't but i was just like holy shit he's like the worst parent ever and he sounds Vegeta's exactly worst, like his but... five-year-old son i mean yeah, that goes i don't know about that man i you know I think that's Vegeta funny. is actually Vegeta a better, is a better... parent Really? Yeah, Vegeta's a better Vegeta's yeah. a better parent. 
Probably yeah. than Goku, because Goku's the bad human. Yeah, Goku just passed off Goku- Gohan to a green alien that used to be Goku's mortal enemy, and they hadn't yeah. even been friends <laughs> before this happened. Like, uh-huh. Piccolo and Goku still hated each other. The only reason why yep. Piccolo ended up with Gohan was because Goku died. Goku would kick his ass. Yeah, yeah. And Goku literally died and mm-hmm. left his son with an alien, and didn't even tell his wife about it. He was just like, alright, I'm not coming home for dinner because I'm dead. See ya. Like... <laughs> That's like, like, that's at least, actually, like, like the the parents things actually would immediately happen in Space Patrol, uh, Patrol Luloco, where literally the the first lines of dialogue are like, "Oh, mom left us a while ago," and "Oh no, dad's <laughs> out of commission." Is like the first scene of the episode. It's like, yes, gotta get rid of those parents right away. <laughs> yep, <laughs> the most explicit terms possible. Mm-hmm. But like I a mean, lot of, it... a lot of plot hooks won't ha- like would not happen if there was actually responsible adult in there. Yeah, and, and in fairness, let's be real here. Trigger is terrible at parents. Like, Trigger doesn't do parents well. They just don't. Um, if you look at uh, another thing by Trigger is, like, Gurren Logan. Yeah, all ad- no parents. All orphans. Yes. Um, if you look at uh, Kill a Kill, the only parents, no parents that exist are, like, the doctor oh, okay. parents. But the main well, characters are not parents. They're well, all dead. yeah, she does. Oh. Sort of. No, her dad's... The, uh, the main well, character's... Know, yeah, the main you know character's the mom. dad. Huh? The mom? Well, that's kind of a spoiler, but yeah, like, you, <laughs> I mean, it's been out for like two years now. Yeah, but like basically the premise is like <laughs> no you know parents. her parents. Are, uh, yeah, she, yeah, she has no parents, so it's like that's Trigger yeah. doesn't care about parents. They hate parents. Her, her best is, like, parental unit is her clothing, which is goofy. Which that's amazing. Her clothing is awesome. Yeah, uh, nothing, nothing says good clothes like the ones that take blood from you and cover Ew. nothing. <laughs> and cover nothing. <laughs> the more blood they take, the less clothing they show. So there was an interesting thing I couldn't really get out of my mind when I was watching Boku No Hero Academy or whatever. Academia. Yeah. Yeah. No Academia. I can't pronounce any Japanese. Ma- Macadamia. I'm, Tasty. I'm terrible at Japanese. At any rate, it, it got me really interested in um, the history of anime and specifically how it relates to um, superheroes and like what it borrowed from them. And I looked it up, and it's really fascinating. So I guess, like, I mean, you guys probably know more than I do about this, but it was, like, um, you know, Super Friends and, like, all these, like, uh, really campy cartoons that we associate with, like, the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, like the Superman um, original animated series and, like, the Super Friends and stuff. Like, in the 70s, uh, I guess um, Japanese animators looked at this and they were like, this is awesome. We got to, like, start bringing this over and, like, that it's been, like, kind of this, like, uh, borrowed theme from um, uh, pretty much kind of, like, the beginning of, like, what we think of as, like, uh, modern, like, television-style anime. Um, But I'm always interested in, like, reading about how, yeah, Astro Boy is is a very interesting thing to read about. Like, how the Western and the Eastern uh, animation styles um, borrowed from each other and influenced each other at the same time. Because they really did grow up together. Yeah. And it was cool to see that this is, like, in 2016, like, a nice, um, like, how it, like, interplays with, like, that heritage of, uh, of uh, what japan was borrowing from like the united states and like the western world for how they thought about superheroes it's 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 interesting i mean like the history if you want to go into like history of the anime and the mangas it's like a 
it's a lot of like born out of desperation and oh, yeah. there's no, like nothing <laughs> left like we literally don't have anything left after two bombs went off in our two major cities like oh yeah it's definitely so, a big part of it <laughs> yeah, like we need to re- we need to recover as a broken nation and how mm-hmm. are we going to do that and someone's just like let's make silly comics and it's like all right i guess <laughs> yeah i never really noticed before but astro boy has mickey mouse ears logic in his yes. hair that's cuz um Walt Disney animation was really, really influential to Japanese animation. So he told, so he told like, this um, thing where his hair pattern perfectly faces yeah. the camera no matter what, like it's a Doom pickup. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you also, you have, uh, I mean, like those kind of things were born out of the the inability mm-hmm. to do real animation because yeah. technology. So it's like I think you just he have also to make... did that as a solo thing. Like the first mm-hmm. number of episodes of Astro Boy was just that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was, like, humongously um, influential to early Japanese animation. But this was, like, their film animation, not so much the uh, television style that, like, most people think of when they think of, like, common anime, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, I mean, that was, like, the one thing was, like, uh, like, Miyazaki's always said that, like, Walt Disney is the inspiration that made him become an animator. Yeah. Was because, like, he watched Disney films as a kid. Uh-huh. And thought they were amazing, and yeah. wanted to do that. But I think that most people like did know about um, like Disney's influence in anime. But it was really fascinating to think of like stuff that we watch now, like oh, the '40s Superman cartoon. Like, who would find that like <laughs> to be like an inspirational thing? But it was really I tried really watching an episode of that. It's fascinating like, to them. <laughs> It's so funny. It's very adorable. I mean, in fairness, like, go watch, like, the first, like, the original Gundam series, and you'll feel that same way when you're watching yeah. the next oh, kind of move, awful. and you're like, mm-hmm. you're like, guys, could you please pretend like you're a robot? And it's like, we can't. Yeah. We, don't have the, we don't have the budget. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it, right. it, it's also kind of funny if we want to talk more history, like, how, like, it was really superhero-influenced up until, like, I guess the late 80s, maybe? And then, like, Gundam comes out, and then all of a sudden it was just robots we had like neon gen uh Genesis evangelion, evangelion. and evangelion yeah. i don't know how to pronounce it but uh just reading about that which is stuff that even i'm aware about uh, being the total evangelion. noob that i am um, I and yeah, I do not that like very, that one at all i've heard hey. that really controversial lots of people Evan- hate it lots of people okay. like it evangelion is it was started out with a it started out strong and yeah. then it started out stronger <laughs> than it ended. Like, yes. okay, Evangelion started a lot stronger than it ended. By the end yeah, of it, absolutely. you're like, look, did you want this or not? Don't fucking yeah. make something well, you don't want to do. Like, the, the ending was like, he they started that and he hadn't finished writing it. And he was like suicidally depressed. So he just kind of like wrote the ending from like the worst possible place he could have. Which also yeah. just led, led to it being completely worthless from like a... He, understandable st- standpoint yeah I heard like it's he, like that bird introduced that as being a controversial show and then andrew made literally one statement and then was immediately contradicted by wander <laughs> <laughs> it's like just, we can't even get one and, sentence in it's before it's controversial it's incredibly <laughs> okay. divisive it's just it's, all over the place the reason, why I, the reason yeah. why i thought it started poorly <laughs> Is because the main character never develops through the entire show. He starts shitty mm-hmm. and shitty and stays shitty the entire way through. That's, that's so, kind of the point, though. I thought I thought he was supposed to be a okay. shitty person. Like, <laughs> like I, I always get thought he that. was supposed to be a shit character. But the entire first episode was just him being whiny and like having daddy issues, and I had trouble with that. 
because that didn't feel like a particularly strong start. But like episode but two mean, or three when his... he's actually like fighting the things, I'm like, okay, you know, I can get into this. And then it petered back off again because he stopped fighting things and it became more about him moping again. I I guess my, my always go to thing that I always jump the always fact that I always jump to is that like to tell that is the series born of spite was that the end of the the decision at the end for him to go with the angel was only done because he was tired of people on the internet arguing about which girl was going to end up with him. Yeah. And so he like sp- wow. he like purposely wrote that he would go after a guy just to piss off the fans. Well, isn't and I was like wow, even Gillian was like one of the first animes that really started to tap into the otaku market as well. I kind of like so he would be fuck up at everything though well, when the internet's trying to ship yeah. characters together. And True. that's the yes. thing like he he it's that's like the, this weird ironic did. It was this weird ironic problem where like he yeah. he ma- he wanted to make an anime but uh-huh. at the same time he didn't want to make an anime for otaku. And but it was then like it ended up being the most yeah, like otaku like, thing. Dude, you like you can't have one or the other. You can't like you can't make a kids show and then go like but no adults are allowed to watch it. It's like yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, dude. Like people mm-hmm. are going to watch it. And so yeah. he just got so mad that adults were like sullying the the story he was trying to tell that he just like sullied it himself just to, out of spite and it's like dude you didn't want this like you thought you wanted this and then halfway through you gave up and just like wrote a yeah. shit ending and then like what do you do as a creative in that situation do you like pass it off to other people that will do it no justice all he, to people or all you he just did, like piss all over it like this dude, guy all he did. did was piss all over it he just <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's yeah because that because he, he, it was his. It was like kind of yeah. like the George Lucas thing. Like, I have a vision. I'm going to do what I, I believe is the right thing. And it's like, you could also just do what you think will, you know, somewhat be popular, but also somewhat controversial. Like, there are plenty of series that do that. The like, kind of, well, the I kind mean, of moment where they're like, the internet's the... yelling at me. I'm going to burn it all down. How, yeah. yeah. Is that the right like, thing? Fast or 2 is canceled. Do you do the best no. thing for the story? <laughs> like, like, that's like, the right thing to do. It's yeah. like, do what's best for the thing you're trying to create, not like this, spike the audience. There's plenty of series that are kind of, that you know, that are controversial, but get through because they don't just, like, shit all over themselves at the mm-hmm. at the first sign of people, like, going ham about it. And it's like, I, I don't know, like, uh, a good example of this is, like, uh, Goodnight Poon Poon or Girl by the Sea are stuff that are very, like, controversial topics and people get really upset about them, but the the author doesn't go like, "Well, then fuck you guys." Like he, he you know, he like mm-hmm. he sits he sits there and goes like, "Okay, well, then you if you don't like it, then you're just not the target audience, or you're not taking it the right way you're supposed to. You're being closed minded." And so I mean, just keep just writing. To get, just to get that sort of reaction out of people is worth a lot to many many artists. Like I know lots yeah. of artists would kill to have people not. I mean, care about the work so much as to just not like it is already it like is, a big victory. Yeah, it is that problem that uh, like it, it's ironic that uh, in Japan, like the the people who support the only reason anime continues to exist is because otaku, otaku. support the industry, yeah. but Japan hates otaku's. And that's what I was like, saying earlier. With, it's um, like a, it's a weird problem with, where it's with like, the game that we were talking about, the Knights of Azure or whatever. Like that's appealing to otaku because right now the economy just sucks. And they have to bank on, like, otaku money to, like, yeah. survive and float. Define and otaku again. Thing. Huh? Define otaku, otaku is somebody again? who is... Uh, otaku is somebody who is obsessed with... Um, col- was obsessed with a with animation and draw and cartoon media in Japan. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, like, any... Like, a person who is obsessed with anime and manga and, uh, and visual novels and... Um, 
games? Would uh, games count? Ga- certain I think games, games like count. Games count, some, but it's like yeah. it's very like loose ended. Yeah. yeah. It kind but, of comes similar to how all of Hollywood and and Western culture is all now about monetizing nerds, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically, like the way, but the difference is like America doesn't view nerds as like this thing that should not be discussed and is a shameful thing to the country, whereas like in Japan, otaku's are like this problem, and it's like they they don't want like they it's such a problem that w- they had to invent words to define people who never leave their homes, never get jobs, or don't have education, mm-hmm. and it's I like that was well, yeah, we, we realized like, the secret was it, just to not have shame. <laughs> yeah, like like Hikimori, like Hikimori like Hikimori is a word that had to be invented yeah. after the otaku rise. Like and that's it's just all kind to, of related concepts, yeah. Yeah, and that's to define a person who is afraid to leave their home. Like Oh wow. Yeah, like that's that's a Was it that's agoraphobia? A it, it's, it's not called? like agoraphobia. Well, agoraphobia just, is a, f- a fear of the outside. Yeah. Oh, these people like big open spaces. Yeah, yeah, these Hikamori's are just people who are suck. just shut-ins. <laughs> you know, people people who stay inside, play video games all day, don't like see me. the sun very often, mm-hmm. moments of exercise, bad diets, us. Yeah. Unemployed so as these well. So these are just the convenient protagonists of all those Ito comics. Oh, yeah. Basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, we needed someone who's a shut-in you, so that horribly gross body you, horror can happen to them. <laughs> have you ever played, uh, like, Yume Nikki and stuff like that? I've not seen Yuma Nikki, but I've seen, like, I've read through, like, five of his one-off stories so far. I think we talked about this in the old, in the older episodes. What? It's, Yuma Nikki is a video game. Oh. Oh, I was thinking yeah. of Uzumaki. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. Uzumaki. <laughs> Uzumaki. Very, very different. But, yeah, like, uh, that, that's a game where you play as a um, Nikamori, but if you haven't played it, then... No, whatever. yeah. I, I, oh, well. I jumped to assuming you were talking about one of the Ito uh, comics. Yeah, I mean, I, kind of the same, like, cut of the jib, really. Although, you, Nikki, is a little bit less horror and a little bit more uh, psychedelic, I guess. So, but, yeah. neither here nor there. So, has I, anyone seen I, Zootopia? I have. No. no I, was, I was going to today, and ah. then you said podcast, and I'm like, oh, I don't have time. Yeah. You, you, should, yeah, see, seen you should see Zootopia. <laughs> I know, I want to, but, like, I think I might actually watch it with Shell, because I think she would enjoy it. I want to watch it because it's, like, a 3D animation that's not Pixar or DreamWorks. <laughs> I want to see that's, how it goes. It's, it's, it's way better than a Pixar or DreamWorks movie. Wait, I thought Zootopia was Pixar. No. no. Zootopia's Disney. Um, it's yeah. Disney animation. Zootopia is yeah. one of the... It's a very, very interesting release because it's, like... It's one of the most successful non-Pixar or DreamWorks 3D animations to come out, like, ever. It is. No, Frozen. Well, yeah, Frozen was the last one. Yeah. yeah. Which is also made by the same a, studio. Yeah, I think there's a 3D Pixar movie every year and a 3D Disney movie every year. Yes. And they're just they hard, do it, they do it in a... Unless you look it up. Yeah, they, yeah like, ten, but yeah. Those, a lot of those uh, Disney non-Pixar movies have kind of been second-class citizens. Like, you can't say, mm-hmm. like, Bolt compares to, like, Toy Story 3. No, it's but like right, that. I mean, well, Bolt, I mean, Bolt was DreamWorks, started... and everything by DreamWorks kind of sucks. I thought Bolt was not... I thought Bolt was no, Disney. No, it has a guy with no. a cocked eyebrow on the cover. It has Miley Cyrus that... and John Travolta in it. If they it have a cocked eyebrow on the cover, it's DreamWorks. The end. I re- I'm gonna look this up. I think Bolt is Disney. <laughs> no. I don't... Be. Yeah, I don't believe... The cocked eyebrow. It's... It has to be. No, Fuck, I think Disney. that... 
both of them did. Oh, boom! Yeah, I bolt is thought, Disney. I was so convinced it was DreamWorks because he's no. and Miley Cyrus so is the name awful. of the girl. Because DreamWorks, in, in DreamWorks has zero range. The they always girl, have to have a guy with his eyebrow up on the cover, like, "Look how clever I am! <laughs> I'm going to subvert your expectations with my attitude." But yeah, they did but that with DreamWorks too. Yeah, I mean, this, yeah. this was also 2008, so Disney animation wasn't good. Yeah, Disney like, fucks yeah. up. Disney animation hasn't been good since Wreck-It Ralph. Like, uh, which that's, came that's out a, like that's a super narrow. Two thousand eleven. <laughs> oh, you you mean yeah. it started being good then? Yeah, yeah. it started yeah. being good then. Oh, okay. Well, like, you said, when, when was, it when was Tangled? Yeah. Oh no, did, sorry, I meant. Yeah. When did they I heard make Tangled? Sucked. I, uh, tangled. I liked I liked Tangled a hell of a lot better than I liked Frozen. Um, uh. I mean, they're both really shitty stories. If that makes you feel better, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, I actually saw Tangled on TV, and I was like, all right. I, really I don't particularly like, it like much. yeah, like I, I don't I particularly like Tangled or Frozen. Tangled. I I enjoyed Tangled a hell of a lot more than I liked Frozen because in Frozen, like none of the characters really like mm-hmm. were interesting to me. It was kind of like generic familial spat between like two siblings. Yeah, and uh, the guy was just was kind it, of okay. Wasn't Tangled the same way? Uh, no. I mean, like. The, like the bad per- the bad guy didn't have a really good motive at all. Oh, yeah. It was just there was no there was no like, bad guy in Tangled. It was just like this kidnappy lady who they like yeah. very quickly got rid of. And like and even the main guy is like very generic. It's like oh he's just a mm-hmm. bad guy, but who's actually a good guy at heart. And it's like okay great you gave me a trope again. And who's the princess? <laughs> it's like oh it's a girl who's oblivious to the world and you know falls for a dubious yeah. guy. Who then realizes that he shouldn't be dubious because she's a you know a, a girl who doesn't know anything about the world and changes his heart? Yeah. Oh, you know what wait, movie was a super disappointment? Like, isn't that Brave. just like isn't that you know isn't that like yeah, the plot Brave of Frozen? Awful. I was mad like, watching Brave. Yeah, like, Brave yeah, truly made me angry. The theater. It was so hyped and so terrible. They built it yeah. up as this really cool like female protagonist like warrior adventure story, and then you walk in yeah. and you're like, this is Freaky Friday. You yeah. Fox, this is Freaky yeah, Friday. That's, God damn that's it. Exactly I was literally in the theater mad that this was the uh-huh. story of the movie. Yeah. I don't know. I think the mom should have stayed a bear. I think that would have been funny. <laughs> oh, I think man. it would have been hilarious at like a family they dinner. They do not show you how much of a thing the bears are going to be in that movie until you see it. And you're like, God damn it. I know. If you watch the trailers and there was no mention of bears at all. Yeah, it's right, up, it's right up with like, the realization when you go in to see Wreck-It Ralph <laughs> that, by the way, this whole movie is going to be in this candy world. I think that like, they probably yeah. did that very intentionally, though, because they wanted. They probably knew the movie sucked, so they cut <laughs> the trailers to like cut out all the crap, so it looked like this completely different thing, right, and it so, worked. <laughs> to, to really back in, the, the thing about Zootopia is uh-huh. I think this is going to be a movie that really fucks with people, where it's going to... It's going to be one of those things where kids have their mind blown, because this is going to yeah. be thing, the thing where 10 years okay. from now, somebody that's the equivalent of, like, Movie Bob or whatever, makes some really extensive video explaining the cultural context of a movie to people that saw it 10 years ago and blow their minds about what it's really about. Because I this, haven't seen it, so I have no yeah, idea about, what you're getting uh, at. This is a movie like, that's I'm, more for adults than kids. It's uh, this is it's written this the plot of the movie is one hundred percent about being allegory for things that that people care about when that are like twenty five to fifty and so on. Kids yeah, which movie are we talking no, about now? Zootopia. This is, uh, Zootopia. It's the most oh, political yeah. Disney movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's the most subtly political. It's like the yeah. most 
blatantly subtly political movie that like exists. A, like it's still a great story. Like a refugee okay, so crisis or something? It's, no, no, it's like it's, it's more. It's like, just about. Uh, well, how can you say it without like? We'll just, we'll just watch it. It's fine. Yeah, it's tough to say anything about, about spoiling. Cast, I guess. Yeah. Listen, real, yeah, yeah. You guys watch it for next episode, and then uh, sure, and, okay. I'll, and then look up episode, information about the deleted content afterwards to see how much further they were going to go with some of this stuff because that's interesting in its own way. But it's also just a fantastic movie. Like it's really good. Uh, it's, I, I've, uh, I've, had a, I've had a great theatrical experience so far because I've only gone to twice so far this year, and it was for Zootopia and uh, and uh, Cl- Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I don't think anyone have you guys even heard. Oh of yeah, that? I forgot about Cloverfield oh, you Lane. You talked about that. They made and they made Cloverfield kind of but not Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah, you told me about that when we were playing Borderlands, and I was You're like, right. this is the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, because it's a movie where. For those that don't know, it's John Goodman kind of kidnaps somebody and keeps them in their bunker, like this bomb shelter he built because he thought the world was going to end because he's one of those paranoid types that thinks one of ten things is going to end the world soon, and so he kidnaps this lady, like they're like they're in a they're in a car crash and he takes her in there because she's she's unconscious and when she wakes up, he just tells her like that the world's over the world is over upstairs. And he's not entirely sure what happened. He thinks it might have been aliens, or maybe they got attacked by another country that bombed them nuclearly, so all the air is poisoned outside. But he bases that on just the fact that, like, outside, like, his pigs are dead. And so he's <laughs> keeping these people kind of, like, prisoners in his bomb shelter, just on his word entirely. And that's all you can really say about it, because after that, like, the whole point is figuring out what the hell's going on to some extent. But it's one of my favorite types of movies because it's super claustrophobic because it's just you, you take three actors and crowd them into one room basically for the entire duration of a film. Like you're watching like Reservoir Dogs or something. And that's like when you get John Goodman as one of those actors, you're like, oh, and they did it right then. This is going to be great. And it is great. Spoiler alert, John Goodman's crazy. Wait, this came out of Bad Robot. <laughs> so it is like a Cloverfield. Oh, yeah. Like it's the same people. Yeah, yeah well, it is literally the same people. Well, I yeah, think yeah. the thing is it's distributed by Bad Robot. I don't think it was made by them. I see. So uh-huh. I think well, the my, the my understanding is it was made in completely independently at first, and, and then, then I think they they Bad Robot picked yeah. it up and put Cloverfield in it for marketing purposes. Because I think it was developed completely separately from the 2008 Cloverfield storyline. But they were like, we can yeah. just pop that word in real quick, and suddenly like a hundred percent more people are interested in watching this movie. <laughs> uh, I'm reading the Wikipedia entry, and that's exactly the story of how they put it together. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that it is was exactly it how developed it a script titled The Seller. But then Bad Robot picked it up. Which is um, a terrible title, so it's great news. <laughs> and then turned it into the spiritual successor of Cloverfield, yeah. Yeah, because The Cellar is a terrible title for a movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's already the title for a movie. Probably, too, yeah. It sounds like, it, like uh, when I think of The Cellar, I think of like The Room and stuff like that. No, it's I, like, was, I was oh literally about God. to mention that. <laughs> Uh, there's, a, yeah. there's a new movie that's critically acclaimed called The Room, but there's an old movie that's hilariously known for being bad called The Room, and then people are const- uh-huh. are currently recommending that I play a puzzle game called The Room, and I'm like, we need better titles. Yeah, we do. Yeah, The Cellar is, the cellar is an old uh, movie about a young boy uh, finds an ancient uh, Kamachi monster spirit in the basement of his home. <laughs> what? Uh, it was a Tamagotchi in, monster spirit. It was made in 1989 <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> sure. It oh, was made so, in Japan. Wow. The word kamachi did not tip me off. So, let's see. I'm Wait sorry, I just logged on to Rotten Tomatoes and this was a mistake because I just realized that someone actually made a God's Not Dead 2. Okay, yeah, so there's so, also... It is terrible. 
Did that no. also another? Did the first one have enough story to make a sequel to it? Is that they, they're completely separate stories? Yeah, that, that's nothing to do with each other. How, is this going to be like a ten a ten movie franchise like Fast and the Furious? Uh, yes. Yeah. God's except for there's dead, no continuity. Revengeance. <laughs> uh, there's no continuity except for the fact that either, both of them have to do with a court case. From what I can oh, tell. That, oh yeah. shit! Never mind. That's all this director makes. He made yes. God's Not Dead, God's Not Ted Two, What If, which is also about God and Do You Believe? Yep. And every single he must he must stuff. have a contract with the church or something. Like someone is. There must be like oh, yeah. a lobby that's just funding this guy because he just pumps yeah. out movies that no one likes. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like some oh, no. political or like religious group backing. I'm really surprised that he continues movies. to make them. Hey, like, the, I'm not the, surprised. The bills. <laughs> I'd make I mean, that. I'd make hey, movies like that. Have you he's seen po- how much? He's like, got a pocket Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen how much like a mega church can pull in? Because millions. Like, yeah, it's not a small amount. Yeah. Why doesn't anybody rob them? Oh, never because, mind. This well, isn't that hard to do. He has they, he's I getting mean, people like look, Kevin look, Sorbo. Let's be practical here. <laughs> Churches aren't what they used to be. They're not made of like you know really tough material like like the like Notre Dame. They're so, not made like that we're, anymore. We're you could talking just, about they a, don't keep the money in the church when they collect yeah. it. They're not like, know, I'm, like I'm, I'm just saying Andrew doing like a weird like like he's got like burlap sacks with dollar bills on them <laughs> sneaking into a church. I'm just saying, it's really easy to burn a church down. Conversation went for a second there. (laughs) Like, it's really easy to just burn a church down, pull out the priest, make him give, like, tell you where the money's stored at, take him with you in disguise, and then like rob the place. So at no point does this register that this is a crime. I'm just just committing. There's a separation of church. There's a separation of church and state. So I'm not robbing from the state. I'm robbing from the church. That has nothing to do with a robbery. If I yes, it does. if I hold up a priest in broad daylight, <laughs> I can't say separation of church and state when the cops come to arrest me and or shoot me. Do not leave the church's property, otherwise you can be arrested. It's not what? church property. You just burn down the church. You're gonna live on a smoldering shit heap. So if you walk up to a clergyman and lift him off the ground, is that separation of church and state? Yes, but it is. Sh- unless he's being <laughs> unless he's being levitated. Then, in which case, it is still considered church because God is lifting him. Where the him. fuck does conversation go? <laughs> what? I think what I started if, this on Zootopia. Okay. What if he's being lifted, but not by God, but by an alien? Then that's technically a separation of like space. state and space. What if it's yeah, just like the most from an alien culture? thing I have ever heard. <laughs> This is why you I should be a criminal. I, no, I have you good shouldn't. logic. You would not. You would be dead. This is like a weird. Hybrid. A great, it's like we're taking a hybrid be a course great. between political theory and witchcraft. Would be a good <laughs> I haven't had a conversation like this since I was in high school. That's my life every day. <laughs> just somebody arguing a completely bizarre position just for the sake of yes. seeing how silly we can go with it. Oh yeah, this this I is. I love it. This is what killed our original channel, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so my the entire basis of me doing YouTube originally was that I was being an overly opinionated high, uh, college student, and I had the idea of like, what if we get a bunch of people, like, contact some friends on Facebook, all meet up in someone's garage and try to record like a podcast thing where we discuss like political topics and so on and so forth. But uh, I'm glad you immediately didn't immediately realized that Andrew's insane. 
<laughs> and we'll literally argue about things on a on a completely fantasy level. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though. Which is great, yeah. It's, but it's, it's a lot more fun than arguing like things that actually yeah. matter. I mean, I will I will argue until I die about why purple Oreos are a dumb idea, even though they don't exist. It's just they don't exist. It's life, man. You, could, you literally convinced me they did, they existed by saying that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Immediately, was, I was like, what? purple Oreos. Like, people. <laughs> like people people don't understand like Grape you know they, Oreos. they always ask <laughs> hey see now you guys are thinking about it I had green it. tea Oreos a couple months ago they're actually surprisingly I've, good those, dude yeah, they're good well, they are that's good. like those Oreos that like they make in other countries that are like awesome and we don't get them kimchi yeah, we don't Oreos. get a lot of good shit I, I plan oh. when, I, when I yeah when I go to Japan I'm bringing a separate suitcase just to like bring in exports yeah, like I'm just gonna I, put so much stuff really in that. That's a really good idea, except yeah. you know you have to declare all that. But I'm can... not declaring any of it. I'm counting it as another person. Seeds and small animals. Like, I'm, I'm literally. I'm gonna <laughs> like, get a scare. Like, sir, I'm do you st- have any seeds or wild animals? And he's just like got like a backpack full of squirrels. He's like, <laughs> it's the, entire, no. the, the suitcase just starts writhing. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like it's like like trying to like stifle it. Do, do I have to claim them if they're dead? <laughs> I think you have to extra claim them if you're dead. Cut um, my life into pieces. I, I'm imagining like I, my idea is I'm just going to get a scarecrow and fill it with a bunch of Japanese goods and then put it in my suitcase. And that way, I'm, do you think I only that have people are just going to be like, "Oh, that's clearly a scarecrow. Let's leave that alone." Yeah, I only have to claim that, from I it. only have to claim I stole a scarecrow from a farmyard, and then that's it. Why do you have to claim that you stole it? Because what? Just how claim you... that you brought it over with you, like it helps you go to sleep at night. This entire plan, plan is scarecrow. Scarecrows are just at your local Home sense. Depot. This entire plan makes as much sense as trying to escape Japan by disguising yourself as a plane. That would. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't even know how you could do that, huh? How? Why, like, can you, you literally? Can you ha, make like it to the runway? Ten percent of Japan's population is mascots. That's true, I guess. Yeah. I guess I could probably every district just of their myself. society has a, its own mascot, which and someone's full time job is to dress up as it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing I have all, to deal all with. All roads <laughs> in the Koofcast lead back to Japan. Like that's the only it's, thing I'm not looking inevitable. forward to yeah. in Japan is just like the amount of ridiculous bullshit. <laughs> um, Isn't that the whole point of going <laughs> to Japan? Like. No, there's like there's a level that's acceptable and there's a level that's like okay guys, now you're getting creepy and like I don't want to be like the like when you go to a store and the Dude, store the, you got to take the good with the bad, I man. I feel like all of Japanese culture is that. about crossing that line. Yeah, like, right? Like I don't I don't want to go to a place and there's a guy sitting in a chair at a restaurant with a body pillow and he's like this is my wife and I'm like okay, now we've like breached that limit of where I can't tolerate this anymore. Could you please leave the restaurant? I don't think you're going to run into a whole lot of that. I plan to spend a day in Akihabara. I plan to run into a whole bunch of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, at least you're planning I, I, for it. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying. Just like, bring I, your I plan to. Kit. I plan to go to Akihabara and I plan to go to a maid cafe. So I'm probably going to run into some body pillows. Like, it's just going to happen, whether unintentionally or intentionally. Like, intentionally. I I might just run my arms into a body pillow because there might be one that just looks very comfortable. I wonder, Maybe a cafe I wonder how well the business pillows. would do if they did uh, like a photo booth, but it printed onto a body pillow. I mean, probably. I mean, there's probably a market for it. I just, I just wonder, like, I wonder if that's the that device that exists somewhere. 
It's just like a body a- Andrew, pillow, like photo. Booth. I, I, I still think you're wildly exaggerating what you're going to run into. No, I mean, I think, Andrew, I think the worst. I think the worst Andrew, case scenario. Yes. I, I think, like usual, you've taken the most extreme position you possibly can and assumed it is fact. I just, well, I, I mean, just it's, to... it's very hard to look at it, any sort of culture from the outside because everyone thinks that oh, yeah. everyone here wears hunting vests and runs around with rifles. That's to true. To be fair, as somebody from from a part of the country where that is the norm, oh yeah, I can and see I, how I, it would happen. And as somebody whose mom is in the NRA, <laughs> oh. as as somebody Reality. who has a dog, I agree. As somebody who has a dog, <laughs> can confirm. Do have dog. Yeah, I mean, there's some things I like. There's some things I look forward to in Japan, which is like I look forward to being able to eat really good food, and <gasps> and not okay. like I, I look forward to eat really good food and not have to say like I'm going out for Japanese food because it's just like that's their normal food. Who do so you say nice. that to? Well, you know, like if <laughs> like when you're saying when you go out and you're like, oh, I can't choose what I want to get because maybe I want Japanese or maybe I want like Mexican or something. It's like no, the good food is just normal for this country, so that's awesome. I don't have to like look for a Japanese restaurant. They're all there. It's it's Japan. They're all Japanese restaurants. If you have Mexican food in Japan, does it count as a Japanese restaurant still? No, it counts as a crap. Don't eat what? Mexican food. It's crap. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> I don't I have a very very bitter disdain for that country and everything about it. Wow. That's I fucking very love real. Mexican food. <laughs> I make some I, very, look, very good burritos. I got I, I took a cruise when I was younger and I got off the cruise ship. I looked to my and left. They sold you to a cartel. Gotcha. No, I I got off the cruise ship, I looked to my left, and there was a water treatment facility with a bunch of trash in it. And then I looked uh, straight ahead, and so, there was a so, beach. And at the beach was full of naked Mexican kids running in the water. And then I went to, I went to I Croatia. Over, they didn't have like, a water treatment plant. You walk in there, and it's empty. The water just goes in that's okay? and out. No! That's ex- <laughs> we all got food poisoning. That's, yeah, that's not acceptable. Get, get your crappy country away from my country. My country's a first world. Yours is a third world. Get it away. It's like that's wow. disgusting. What are they gonna, how are they going to get it away? Are they gonna just, just like vacate. track along the border, yeah. Just and then just go, row it. Just go down to South America. South America will be happy to have you. Just don't don't be a part of North America. Like you're ruining and, and the image. Just like Mexico broke down in a no parking zone. We got to tow it. <laughs> yeah. Like if we could, like you know, people always talk about that stupid thing, like oh, Lord. like oh Texas or like oh California is just gonna break away from the United States. No, we need to cut Mexico off of the United States and then just push it's it away. It's not a part of the United States. It Somebody is because Trump it's because I think we just it's, found his VP candidate. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's attached, and I don't want it. Like I don't have a problem. Like look, it's fine. You can come to America, but you just can't have that country exist. Like that's fine. You the people from Mexico can move so, to America. So you want. Mexico to be an unincorporated state, like I, it's just it's like it's no, like I just, um, Somalia. I just, I just want it to be the, like Death Valley. I just want it to be a wasteland of nothing, like just be an people empty live in area. Death well, those people need it's to leave. Rocks. It's it's a <laughs> it's very nice place without people. Rocks count as people. I I, I spent ten days in Death Valley. There's Do rock people, people there. Count as people? They're, they're very leathery people, but they're people. <laughs> yeah, they need to get out. Death Valley should be empty. That's ruining the name. You can't have people. 
That's actually there. a good point. It shouldn't be called Death Valley for living people in there. Yeah, like get out of Death Valley then. <laughs> There's actually a lot of God. wildlife in there. Well, that's fine. Like wildlife don't count as people. But they count as live. Wildlife do not call it Death Valley. We call it Death Valley. Ergo, if there's people in Death Valley, they're not dead. Ergo, it's not Death Valley. It's just like a, a medium, uncomfortable temperature valley. <laughs> I, well, I think it was. I think it got a, a reputation because people died going through it. Well, yeah, back in the day when they didn't know it was a fucking well, desert people forever. People died going through, like, you know, the it's nicest the Oregon parts Trail. of the country. It's kind like, of like, oh, yeah, Minnesota. That, or not Minnesota. Hey! Like, say Missouri. <laughs> that's a real death valley. It's kind Ooh, of like how the entire get bit floor by a of a wild uh, squirrel. Oh, God. It's like how the floor of the Donner Pass is paved with real Donners. Oh. <laughs> with real Donners. Is that like the sign they have on the on the pass? Like now made with a hundred percent real Donner, hundred percent organic. <laughs> oh God! Oh, why is uh, why Jesus. is this too much for you, Andrew? Because uh, I'm just like all, all my mind immediately went to like my mind thought of the idea of like well let's let's like take a bunch of like hikers put them in like a pass and then make them eat each other and then vomit on the pass so that way it's made up of a hundred percent hikers. And then, like, yeah. That's Listen, you don't want to like, know yeah. how they get that coloring in the Starbucks drink. So, Everest. Uh, think of, like, if Mount Everest was made of dead bodies. Hasn't like, Everest been climbing so much now that there's just poop everywhere and you can't get around without <laughs> stepping in poop? <laughs> I've heard that's a real thing. Like, there's too many corpses and poop that it just sucks to climb Everest now. <laughs> too, yeah. many corpses, too many corpses. Too many and corpses and poop. And poop. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad that that's a problem that I'm never going to have. <laughs> they're not, I mean, they're not going to bring the bodies back down. Well, yeah, no. Would, so because they, they use it as landmarks. They're they actually use tried. the turds as landmarks, too. <laughs> they actually landmarks. try to bring There's the like bodies down. There's like a dead down. guy standing up and he's like, don't die here like I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was going to, but now that I saw that dead guy, I've decided <laughs> against it. Thanks, bro. God damn it. <laughs> so, so ridiculous. I think I have a title I can't for this imagine, podcast. I can't imagine a person... Like, there's some guy who's like, I want to climb Mount Everest. It's my dream. Poop. No, too many and corpses like, and poop. And just like, there's you a, get a... There's a baseline acceptable level of corpses and poop, and apparently Mount Everest is beyond that point. <laughs> like, for, can, I Google, all, can I Google for, that? For frame of reference, though, <laughs> this is actually true, at least on the corpse level of things. Like, there are... Way too many yeah. bodies like there scattered around. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this I was... is I, okay. So I did a Google search for how much poop is in Mount Everest. Oh no! <laughs> and what's the result? And the result 20. is. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the grueling Seven. hike up Mount Everest isn't as pristine as you might imagine. Step out of your tent at Camp 2 and take a few steps in any direction. Grand views of the Himalayas as far as the eye can see. Now look down at your feet. More than likely, you are standing at a pile of dried up crap. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Do they have a poet write that article? That's beautiful. <laughs> Me? Okay. Oh my god. I feel like I'm really there. I mean, some yeah, writers are really words. Some like, writers are trying Mount really e hard to find work. This is a line. <laughs> Mount Everest South Side is akin to a minefield of human excrement. Wow. Imagery. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 
I just imagine Dude. someone steps on it, and then everyone like there's a clicking noise, and everyone stares at him like, "Don't move!" Hang on. <laughs> like they have to find oh, a way. The to, like, explosion is gonna happen. <laughs> they, have to find, they have to find a way to replace it, like a crossover between like an actual mine and like the frozen over lake sort of situation. <laughs> he just gets flung off the mountain, just like a spray of turds, just flying <laughs> off, just accompanied with a. Poop here's a poop propulsion here's a really like great deer and castle crashes. <laughs> here's a really great quote from a uh, a veteran Everest guide. The only good thing about the human waste situation above Camp Everest is that shit freezes fast at eight thousand meters. Good <laughs> per second. Good. Like, like, what are you what are you talking about? Like, are you saying it sh- it like freezes in your fucking rectum, or are you saying it freezes when it comes <laughs> out? Like, I don't. I don't think people are pooping ice cubes on Mount Everest. It would have to come oh, out because your body's hot. Bam! Science. To, uh, I'm fun at parties. Yeah, it's not. Just, it's not <laughs> just going to freeze to your anus. Like that ain't happening. Can you imagine how cold it would be to take a dump on Mount Everest? Because no matter what you're doing, your ass cheeks is getting exposed. To Mount Everest. I apparently everyone can imagine it. I just, I just don't. Right now. Sorry, I, I'm reading this article more, and I'm I finding out that this is like cams are four thousand eye stares in that moment. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I'm just finding. I'm just. Finding I, I'm out actually that Mount slowly Everest, sinking off of my webcam out of like shame. Like I'm like also Mount working Everest, on a torchic, so it's like eh, desensitize. Mount Mount Everest is, is like this is a national problem. There's so much shit that it smells rancid. You can smell like, frozen shit? You could just... It, apparently, apparently what happens is... They, they yeah. say that the shit... They, people take a shit at 8,000 8, meters, and then just, like, it eventually falls down and melts, and then becomes a part of the mountain, and then just smells like shit forever. <laughs> so, like, the mountain is just slowly becoming a smelly shithole. And <laughs> it's like... I just can't. I'm imagining like in 2075, Mount Everest is just literally made of shit, and <laughs> and people don't know that it used to be a mountain that people hiked because they wanted to, and not a mountain that's just made of human excrement. This sounds like a deleted <laughs> scene from Idiocracy. Yeah, it does. It's got <sighs> electrolytes. <laughs> I'm just really oh, upset. It becomes that... incredibly fertile. That's where people grow all of their macho-ass plants in Idiocracy. The, the entire reason I even thought about this was just because I've been playing Banner Saga, and in that game, at any given moment, you can click the wrong dialogue option, and someone, some party member dies permanently, and they just leave them behind in the snow. And there's just oh. frozen corpses everywhere. Well then. Huh. That game is mean, by the way. The game is very mean. Like I've been, I'm actually having a lot of, tr- a lot of fun playing it right now, but... Like, basically, like, Banner Saga is, like, a weird, like, Viking with giants, like, style, like, fantasy world version of, like, Oregon Trail, <laughs> kind of. Oregon a, Trail. It's like you have a big Ooh. army, and you do turn-based combat when fights actually happen and everything, but when you're actually just going down the path, you just continue along a linear path, and you can choose at any time to rest while time is passing, and, and like, you manage, like, how much supplies you have, and... Over time, you'll you'll come to a stop where it's like make one of these three choices basically, and making the wrong decision can just have a character who is even a useful party member that you use in combat just instantly die forever, and then they're just left behind. Which, I, which on one hand is callous and 
annoying sometimes for the player but on the other hand it's a uh, it's made by x bioware uh, developers and mm-hmm. one of my ongoing complaints about bioware games and a lot of japanese rpgs too besides bioware i, I mean obviously bioware is western but i mean like the, there's a thing that the two com- uh, have in common a lot is that both games will kind of, both types of games will often just establish a party of characters where in the first third of the game they just keep you keep meeting new characters that are weirdly okay with pledging their life to you for the rest of the game and like they're weirdly committed yeah. to sticking to your party when it seems like they don't have that much reason after some initial situation passes by and what i like about this game and a game like lost odyssey for example is that characters given the right options either specific dialogue options or just events or even just character motivations like characters can straight up die instantly and just be gone forever or like literally literally can just leave and not even because like you pissed me off by being a super satan and that's against my jedi code or whatever the fuck like in some games it's literally like uh i'm gonna go escort this guy back to town and then you never see them again because they they went on with their life from there and stuff like that that's neat like, like entire that. groups of characters can just leave because they're, like just the scary... go- they're just going somewhere else with their life that's the that's thing that's neat. scary like about that. medieval <laughs> It's it's really anyway, interesting. Sh- I think that we should probably end this because it's uh we've definitely gone over time a little bit today. Oh yeah, um and definitely gone over topic. But this no, last half hour has been we just insane. need to we just need more time uh, <laughs> and to incorporate the canon of our previous podcast run where we just need to finish uh, na- Andrew's we need to talk canonization. About the music thing, we, oh yeah, that too. But we need to finish Andrew's canonization as just being an actual villain. I yeah, we're am, uh, there. The audience will learn. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the, hey, one the day you guys are going to be able to vote for he's super oh, yeah, they're racist. About throwing, they're, they're already talking about smothering him with Daimakuras. Yeah. With what? We'll, we'll, we'll discuss this next week, but, uh... So what, what's <laughs> what's going to be the topic? What are we going to watch? What media art are we going to consume uh, to uh, discuss? Oh, I, we do the, I, we I could do the I, music thing if we felt like doing that. We could still do that, yeah, week. but I just remembered I need to do follow-up real quick on something. Oh, yeah? Way, way back two episodes ago, last time I was actually on the show, uh, Wander uh, recommended Mushishi. Yeah. And I watched... I thought like, we talked about that. I watched, like... Well, I, I wasn't here to talk wasn't to there, yeah. And I was, the, I was the person to show it to at the time, so it's, it was a little oh. awkward. But I thought we talked about that. My, my huh. takeaway from that show was basically that I liked the art style, and I liked the tone, and the like the, how they handled an individual episode, but... I quit once I realized that every episode was completely standalone. It got a little rougher because then I started seeing the formula of how each episode was going to play out every time. Which is that yeah. someone has a weird thing that's isolating them from society, and it's pr- some sort of emotional baggage. Then a magical spirit interferes with their life and m- maybe threatens their life in some way. But then and then it kind of gets resolved in some manner where it either brings them back into society or kills them or something. Yep. And then you, you kind of loop that over and over again every episode, and it was kind of. I was. I found myself Jarring. very much longing for a through line of of plot or a character that returns for more than one episode. Then, besides the protagonist, who is kind of a blank slate. Well, the and doctor the one, returns. Yeah, the one guy with the monocle returns like multiple yeah. times. But I don't yeah. think that counts either. And I think I started with season two. Because I was watching I on Netflix. Seen... Yeah, season two season on Netflix. Two. Oh, so we've seen mutually exclusive episodes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I only I saw season to, one. I just What's weird as you describe season one. It was also yeah, so it was also go. a little rough because the protagonist guy has the Doctor Who syndrome of magically knowing about everything because he's an expert on the topic of the show, which yeah. means yeah. that he can just he can he can do what the equi- is the equivalent of the writers basically just making up a solution on the on the spot for any situation 
because he just knows um, things yeah. we don't know. Yeah. There there are times that he can't do anything about it, yeah. which is kind of nice. Uh, it's not like he's an all-powerful god. Um, there are times where it's just like, look, man, you fucking suck, and you got a shitty uh, mushishi, so deal with oh, it. Oh, yeah, there's definitely die. moments where someone's just screwed, but, but there's also moments where he just kind of says yeah. something, oh, yeah, like, put this in their wine twice a day, and then they'll be all better and stuff, and then the episode yeah. ends. And I'm like, I don't, it's more I don't of, know if I was it's definitely more. It's definitely more of just like a kickback and comfy watch. It's not meant for yeah. any kind of like excitement or yeah. uh, high, you know, like, like it's just mostly something to watch. For me, it kind of felt like Japanese Twilight Zone. Yep, kind of. Yeah, and I was kind it of. It felt miss- like Japanese X Files, Japanese Twilight Zone. That's and sort so of the part, topic, the element yeah. I was missing is I kind of preferred the the Twilight Zone approach of people not knowing what's going on instead yeah. of having an expert in every episode. But that's personal taste. Mm. It definitely didn't yeah. seem like a bad so, show. It's just something, not something that hooked me. Mm. So what is so, what is our what so is music? Our, uh, uh, people want to hear more Boku no Hero follow up. No, we'll, okay watch, with, but... we'll watch the next episode or two. Or if you guys want to read the manga, the manga might be better paced for you. Um, across the board, I was going to say we mentioned Borderlands last uh, session. Samurai Champloo. If you guys want to do that. Uh, I'm okay with Shamar Shampoo, yeah. Let's do that. Or we could, like, rewatch Cowboy Bebop. Also a good choice. We could also always consider something that's not anime. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like Black Mirror. Well, we already have the topic for Zootopia. Yeah, Zootopia. Zootopia is next week. Everyone watches Zootopia by next week. We got topics. We'll be fine. Alright, and this will probably be a weekly thing now, because we actually talked about a schedule, so people that have been watching wanting this podcast to be regular, it should be regular. We have done... We well, have forgotten I mean, in the past. <laughs> if we do, if we do podcast and then Borderlands, problem solved. Yeah, true. Yep. That's true. All right. Th- uh, thanks for coming by, everyone. Yeah. 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 This is, this has been talk over each other cast episode five. <laughs> yes. yes, we're getting better about that. Or are or we? Rather, no. We just learned to it. No, we're we we still talk over each other. We just, we just commit and keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You never know. That People in the audience will never shell. know fully how bad this can be until you try doing a conversation with four other people where you're mm-hmm. supposed to talk all the time, and there's like the one second, there's, the, no, like, there's like a half second delay. chat delay. Mm-hmm. You, you don't realize how, like, from my perspective, I will start saying something, and then it sounds like Bird rudely starts cutting into my sentence like a full second later, and then I could watch the same video from his perspective where it sounds like I cut him off. Yep. Like, it's yeah. amazing how much delays actually in this that makes it unnatural. <laughs> it's it tough. is what it is, you know. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everyone. See you next time. Yeah. Take yeah. care. Bye.